Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis Codename Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. This week's listener mail has a little bit of a theme, gentlemen. Uh, I propose maybe, Matt, we we start with the correspondence you found, and then uh, mm-hmm. and then we go from there. We'll do like a three-act structure thing. Oh, most excellent, Bill. Uh, ben? Uh, sorry, Ted? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Wild Stallions? <laughs> yes. This message is an email. It came from Lauren E., Lauren, you know who you are. You said, my husband and I are currently driving through rural Ohio and a billboard caught my eye. Something, something, radioactive groundwater, something, something, visit radiumvalley.org. Okay. Well, okay, I thought it's rural Ohio and I can only read so much Wikipedia. First, the website is brilliant. Early internet design being revived. But it piqued my interest in this entire idea of radioactive 
Brine. MIT says it's an interesting supply chain. Scientific American says it's questionable. Either way, I get this visual of our roads glowing green because of it all. (laughs) Anyway, I've always wanted to find a random thing that might be interesting enough to send to y'all, and maybe this is it. Stay safe, Lauren. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for writing in, because you know that the three of us, as well as Doc Holliday, and just now, I guarantee you, just now, this is what she did, uh, we all went to radiumvalley.org. Yes. And it oh, is a delight. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. It's uh, for a good cause, guys. <laughs> it, you're right. You're right. You're right. I feel like we have to say that. <laughs> you're right. The first thing you get is a giant, full-on purple. This site is owned and published by CECA Inc., whatever that is. Then below that, you get a great Photoshopped image of thunderstorms and lightning and a nice little quaint wooden sign that's got a pretty noticeable radioactive symbol on it. And it says, welcome to Radium Valley, where radioactive waste is good for business and good for you. Not to mention the classic glow effects on the words Radium Valley, like Photoshop 1998-101. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, As yes. a partially colorblind person, I, I <laughs> dig in this because if these colors are bright enough for me to differentiate, I can only imagine what it looks like to you guys. Oh, man. Yeah, they're <sighs> screaming. Screaming. Mm-hmm. It is an awful thing knowing that I'm getting some like small little extra experience than you when I just look at a photo, Ben. That really does hurt me, and I'm sorry. No, no, it's but, great. It's uh, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Tried on those uh, colorblind corrective glasses, which was a super cool experience. Uh, nothing to do with radium, I hope. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, I went back. I, yeah. I, I went back to the way, yeah, I like it. I like where I'm at. I dig it. I support you. So Whatever, Brian. Brian. So Brian. Yeah, it says uh, the ABCs of Brian. All right, well, let's jump into what else this thing says. It says, stop spreading radioactive brine, B-R-I-N-E, on our roads and land. And then it gives you the ABCs of brine. A, all over the place. Brine is being spread all over Ohio on township roads, county roads, private land, and public land. Uh, But after it rains or the snow is melted, it all flows into the wells, springs, ponds, rivers, and aquifers that we all share and use. B. Brine is radioactive. Brine is really oil-filled waste from gas and oil wells. ODNR tests prove that it contains high levels of radioactive radium. This is true. This is true. C is for cancer. Cancer is caused by high levels of radium. Huh. Or can be caused. Cancer can, be. can be, or radium is one cause of cancer. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, then, and then a nice big old, just stop, Brian. Yep. Sign the petition. Talk to your neighbors. Opinion. Give yours to a politician. Put a sign in your yard. So this is a website that is attempting to give anyone who visits it information about this issue. Radioactive brine. And mm-hmm. it kind of tells you what it is, a byproduct of the creation of gas and oil, uh, or at least the pulling of those substances from the earth. So let's learn a little bit more about it by going to the EPA. Now, there is a site on the EPA. It is epa.gov slash radiation, and then you'll be able to find this from there. It's on Tenorm, T-E-N-O-R-M, oil and gas production wastes. 
on this website, it gives you the information that uh, fracking, this new thing that we've talked about many times on this show, where substances are uh, shot into the earth to break up shale, which is a type of stone, type of rock, and uh, other formations of you know uh, varying chemicals and substances. It breaks that stuff up, and that stuff shoots up through the ground up into you know an oil pipeline and then it can be processed from there. Now, there are all kinds of issues with this substance, no. but, let's, but let's, let's specifically talk about what this uh, Radium Valley website is about. There are other things that come up within that shale, other materials, uh, other byproducts. Some of them are uranium and its decay products, thorium and its stuff, radium, Potassium-40, lead-210, and polonium-210. These are all radioactive substances. They are naturally occurring radionuclides. Okay, radionuclides. For some reason, my brain wanted to change that into something else. Um, Nucleotides. I remember that from school. (laughs) Not the same thing, I guess? I don't know. We're no scientists here. Nucobuddies. Yes, but these are also referred to as naturally occurring radioactive materials or NORM. And uh, this is a big problem. So what do you do with that stuff when you've got some of it, even just a little bit of it? Because a little bit of it is a problem. You can't just throw that stuff in, you know, any old landfill. You can't just put it in a lake or a stream. You got to really take care of it. That's radioactive waste, my friends. It sticks around for a long, long time, and it hurts everything that it's near. Uh, Well... (laughs) Here's why it's a major problem and why we even know a lot about this. There is a Rolling Stone article published January 21st, 2020. It's written by Justin Noble, and it is titled America's Radioactive Secret. This is a large investigation, a large article. We recommend you take a look if you have the time, and we recommend you take the time to look at it, Uh, but it is going to... It's going to be a chunk of your afternoon at some or morning or whenever you get to it. If you do look through it, it shows you and, and explains that this brine that we're talking about, it's really salty water with some other stuff in it. There are 10 gallons of this stuff produced for every one gallon of natural gas or petroleum that, you know, the stuff that will become petroleum that comes out of the ground. So 10 to one ratio. This stuff Sometimes it's pretty contaminated with radioactive materials. Other times it is redonkulously contaminated. And there's no real way to know how much radioactive material is in this brine or like one truckload of the brine until you test the contents of a truck or a container that this stuff is put into. There are so many problems, Ben. Noel, I know you've looked at some of this stuff. I'll just hit a couple of them. Uh, because it may not be good for us to go all the way down the rabbit hole here, but uh, truck drivers who move this stuff, again, we're talking about 10 to 1 ratio for production here. So we're talking about dozens and dozens and dozens of truckloads per day per site that is fracking and creating this stuff. Uh, They aren't wearing protective clothing for radioactive materials in many Time, many times, in most of the time at least, that this article found in 2020, they aren't trained and they aren't even aware 
that radioactive materials are on board their their load that they're that they're taking around to a, a dump site. The dump sites where they end up, if they end up at a landfill, many times are not capable of handling radioactive waste. So then that material ends up leaching back into the groundwater, into all other, you know, all kinds of water sources that exist wherever that landfill is. There are even some programs that are using this brine because remember it's salty water. They're using it in Ohio and a couple other places to de-ice the roads or to pre-de-ice the roads as a preventative measure, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, there's, there's so many, oh man, you're right. So many issues. So one thing we have to say is, uh, Shout out to Science Daily as well. That's Mm -hmm. um, cited some research on how this stuff is created. So we want to be very clear. The companies fracking are not purposely pouring radium into the ground so far that we know of. When the water and the hydrochloric acid and other acids that they use are injected with sand and interact with this ancient shale, uh, that's that reaction is where we see these radioactive things being created. Uh, the point about informed consent is huge. Uh, we can't recommend the Rolling Stone article enough because you'll be introduced to uh, some truckers who were the the main canaries in this dubious coal mine. Uh, that's where also I learned uh, the one of the street names for radium, which is terrifying. You guys caught this too, right? Bone seeker. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, assuming, assumedly it get it it actually can be responsible for bone cancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it go. It can be incorporated into the skeleton and cause sarcomas. Uh, yeah. Um. It's really scary stuff. This is this is a gentleman named Peter who was driving a truck. I believe he was getting paid $16 an hour, at least according to that article. So that would be $20, $20. And we know how the dollar fluctuates. Just kidding. Um, he was saying, quote, a lot of guys are coming up with cancer or sores and skin lesions that take months to heal. Uh, and he goes on to say that he experiences regular headaches and nausea, numbness in his fingertips and face and joint pain like fire. And that's because, again, they aren't wearing anything you know, to protect them, they're wearing a hard hat, steel toed boots and some standard, you know, fare on their torso and everything. And that's about it. Um, really, really creepy stuff. And again, if you continue down that that article, you'll learn exactly how radioactive some of the, these substances have been. Uh, there is a gentleman, a specialist, and I'm not even looking at the full article, honestly, because Zoom and recording and everything is causing this giant article to load super slowly. Hmm. But there's an expert here that was saying uh, if he had a beaker, like a small standard scientific beaker of this stuff sitting in his lab and he was using it for testing and it happened to just fall, the glass broke and this brine spread across the floor. He's saying, and this is theoretically, they would shut down that entire building or at least Mm. that side of the lab uh, because it would be dangerous for anyone else to work in there until it was fully cleaned up. And it's very difficult to do that. And studies are currently limited. This is, this is an ongoing story Uh, to represent the industry's view, the people who condone or advocate for this 
practice as it as it's currently instituted uh they'll say something like yes there is radiation exposure but it is statistically insignificant um longtime listeners you know we've pointed this out before a lot of stuff can give you low level exposures to radiation like bananas for instance uh but they're not going to give you cancer that that is what i would say is the difference that industry advocates seem to be missing radium is uh i hope it's not a hot take radium is more dangerous than a banana something called a bone seeker again is is very different from stuff you would find in the produce aisle i think i i haven't seen bone seekers in in the produce aisle maybe they're next to the other weird stuff like dragon fruit <laughs> Well, and one of the big problems with bone seeker is that it's radiation within these substances that then kind of shoots off and attaches itself to anything in the environment, right? That could be your skin. It could be blocked by your skin. It doesn't get into your insides. You may be all right. But the worst part is if it gets onto dust, particles in the air that are small enough for you to inhale or ingest, then that gets into your body. That's when the bone seeking comes in. Um, and it's, it's really, really dangerous. And if you're just thinking about the thousands of driver, truck drivers and the other specialists who are, who are actively interacting with the substances, taking a giant hose, putting it into a container, opening it up, getting the brine into that other container. Some of it gets off, gets on their hands. Maybe they're breathing. I mean, maybe they're breathing. Sometimes humans breathe. Generally, we do that. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a very trendy thing. It really is. It's it's just it got popular and it just stayed. Um, and that's super dangerous for them. And that's terrible. And hopefully there's going to be something to change what's going on there to help the workers. The scariest part is everybody else. All the bystanders that have nothing to do with anything that's occurring here and this stuff's getting into their drinking water, it's going into the land, it's hurting the animals. It's it's scary. And it, again, we're not saying that the companies fracking are purposefully trying to irradiate everything. It's just a really unfortunate side product, one of the unfortunate side products of the process itself. Mm -hmm. Well said. This feels like a call for us to do an updated episode, uh, an addendum to our previous work on fracking itself, which <sighs> it goes deep, it goes deep, not just not just into the surface of the earth. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. 
on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we have returned. Uh, our next piece of correspondence comes from uh, Benson S., Benson uh, wrote an awesome and important letter to us. We'd like to share it with you. Here it goes. Good day, Ben, Matt, and Noel. Longtime listener, first-time writer. Love the show, the variety of topics covered, and the critical yet sensitive nature you present topics in a mature and informative way. I'm an Australian of English descent with family members traced back to the Third Fleet. Yes, they were convicts slash criminals. And I've known a little bit about this topic, but not enough to hold a conversation, nor enough to comprehend its impact on Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community. It is a government conspiracy that actually took place with the effects still being felt today, more than 50 years after the fact. I am unsure if this topic is known outside of Australia. Unsure if you've covered or touched on the topic on previous episodes, and I'm certain that more Australians should try to understand the damaging ramifications of these government policies and how they have impacted so many lives and continue to do so today. I'm speaking of Australia's stolen generation. 
would be thrilled for you and the team to take a look through the stuff they don't want you to know lens and get your thoughts, or even if this is something that you've come across in the past. I feel the lessons that should have been learned during this time of Australia's dark history could well be taught across the globe to learn from our mistakes and remedy them more so now than ever before. Uh, And Benson, you have included uh, a couple of great leads, starting links. Uh, One thing that I I really appreciate that you did here uh, was you went directly to the official government sites, which will always have a stance on this sort of stuff. Um, How effective is that stance versus how performative? Well, that's uh, that's a matter of debate. We have not talked about the stolen generation in depth on the show before, uh, but Matt, Noel, I I know that as you guys were hearing this letter, you were immediately thinking of some disturbingly similar situations in other countries, often in the Anglosphere as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah. We have talked numerous times on the show about indigenous peoples that were either moved, moved out forcibly or were indoctrinated mm-hmm. or both. Or just usually you know, it's stricken with plague or something, right? Like sent to uh, sent to schools, boarding schools. The children are stolen and uh, forced to no longer speak their native language. Uh, usually, uh, religious ideology is forced upon them. This has happened in Canada. It's happened in the United States, and uh, this occurred in Australia as well. The victims of this multi-generational practice are known collectively as the stolen generations or the stolen children. It's terrifying because somewhere around the beginning of the 20th century, early 1900s, this practice began and it continued into, get this, the 1970s. Some of our listeners today were alive when this was happening, which is... wow insane and and the the high level part of this the easiest way to explain it is that there were a lot of aboriginal children that were in the parlance of the time described as mixed race and the government of australia noticed exactly what you had referenced earlier noel uh the catastrophic decline of the native population after uh, after Europeans arrived. So this, this is due to a number of factors. Of course, violence on the part of the colonizer side and, of course, uh, introduction of new diseases, right, which is tremendously dangerous and not necessarily intentional, right? Uh, what the government did was they made this assumption. They said, look at how the population is just plummeting. There is no way that this native population will be able to sustain itself. They are doomed to extinction. And so uh, they said, we can take mixed-race children away from their families and their communities, and we can train them to, quote, work in white society. And they will grow up and naturally marry white people and be further assimilated. Uh, they a lot of the phrases that were used in this reasoning are you know tremendously tremendously uh, offensive today. Um, sure, folks, I'm, I'm sure we're familiar with a lot of these phrases. We don't need to give them airtime. Uh, but what what happens then? What happens when you steal children? That's the question. 
And it's the same one that occurred in Canada, same one that occurred in the U.S. Uh, it seems like there are tons of knock-on effects. Anxiety, depression, PTSD, suicide rates rise, alcohol abuse, um, Kids are missing school. There are other, like, stress causes so many other physiological ailments. And this situation got more recognition in a book published in 1981 by an historian professor named Peter Reed. This book, The Stolen Generations, really propagated the story and, I would posit, uh, let a lot of people who felt like maybe they had a limited, terrible experience and let them know they were not alone, but were in fact victims of a much larger uh, conspiracy. It just blows my mind, you guys. The 1970s. Yeah. Faulkner was right. History is not over. It yeah, certainly man. is. I mean, it's, it, it's the same like way I felt when I realized that apartheid was in like the early nineties, you know, it just, you think stuff like that is relegated to the like trash dump of history, but it is uh, much closer than many of us would like to believe. Mm -hmm. And in 2008, then prime minister Kevin Rudd issued a public apology to the indigenous people of Australia, but that doesn't, that doesn't put the horse back in the barn, as it were. Uh, there's a known ongoing problem with what they call under-policing of child welfare in Aboriginal communities. Tons of discrimination. Uh, tons of, like, my, my question here for you guys, it's, it goes back to our earlier episode, does this count as a form of genocide or an attempt at it. It's, I mean, it sure feels genocide adjacent, let us say. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's just on a longer scale. I mean, really it is when, when you're talking about the intergenerational trauma that gets passed down, what that, how that affects each individual person and then weakening a community to be able to work together and be successful individually as well as together. Yeah. I mean, it's, that is, it is weird. It's slow motion genocide. And you can look back at our previous episode on why defining things as genocide is a very specific legal matter, right? Per the yeah. UN. Uh, one, yeah, one, no, please yeah. don't take my... <laughs> it's not genocide because I say it is. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I like the phrase genocide adjacent. It sure mm -hmm. feels like that's that's a fair linguistic compromise. Uh, this happened, by the way. There there was another program uh, that pertained to non-indigenous children, uh, and these the victims of this one are uh, described sometimes as the white lost generation. Uh, these were non-indigenous children who were kidnapped from their families if their mothers were deemed unfit, whatever unfit means in this regard. And that continued till the 1980s, also portrayed as uh, a greater good scenario for society. I mean, Ben, that's terrible because as we talked about with some of the foster care things we discussed before, on a case-by-case -case basis, you have to look at some of that stuff where maybe there is a child that needs to be removed, right? But then in a lot of cases, a child doesn't need to be removed but gets removed anyway. Or, you know, there are all kinds of really 
complicated scenarios at play there. But to imagine it as a greater good thing, I don't, I don't know, seems tough. And of course, to add add some um, abusive icing on this genocidal cake, yes, if you assumed that these children were abused while in this care system, you are unfortunately very correct. Psychological abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. Uh, and they were also kind of shamed. They were guilt-tripped about their original communities, you know, because they were, they were taught they were taught that they could aspire to improve themselves by uh, complying with uh, this other culture and then assimilating as much as possible into it while still never being quite as good. You know what I mean? What a terrible situation to put this in. Uh, right now, we, we'd have to dive into this further, but right now from what we see, there are various initiatives to help the victims and the survivors, uh, things like the Healing Foundation, which was established in 2009, uh, or the Marumali Program, uh, which was designed by a survivor of the Stolen Generations. But there hasn't been, uh, at this point, as far as we can tell, there hasn't been like a government-wide reparations scheme or uh, something to address the overall issue. And it's tough because how do you, how on earth do you quantify that? You know what I mean? Like how do you give someone their childhood back? The technology's not there yet. Which I, yeah. I, it sounds like a weird thing to say, but I mean, by what I mean is even if we wanted as a species to make this right, uh, we do not know how to do so. Yeah, besides helping this generation, you know, as much as you can, get a leg up, get them, uh, get them on more equal footing when it comes to opportunities. I mean, that's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, especially monetarily. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the only ways to, to try, right? Right. And how do you, how do you trace it? How do you unravel this Gordian knot, um, this, yeah. this labyrinthine tableau of tragedy? Uh, we, I think we should examine this uh, further in depth in a later episode. And in the meantime, while we're preparing for that, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot of great listeners in Australia. Uh, so I, I can only assume that some of us in the audience today have had secondhand or perhaps firsthand experience with either this practice or the consequences and the ripple effects it created. So we are on the case. Uh, we want to hear from you. As always, you are the most important part of the show. To end on just a, like a slightly less bleak note, well, there's one important thing we missed from Matt's earlier segment, which is that RadiumValley.org has a mascot. His name is Mortimus. <laughs> I was going to oh. say, he's a little like bad clip art looking uh, spooky skeleton with a radioactive symbol medallion, sort of like a la the Flava Flav clock. Uh, it looks like the kind of thing you'd see like airbrushed on the side of a bad carnival haunted house. Mm, or on Death really is coming. A oh, really kick-ass van. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Mortimus also has made the interesting fashion choice to have a sleeveless 
uh, robe. Yes. <laughs> and maybe that radioactive sign is a brooch. But yeah. we're just saying that so that this is not uh, completely depressing. And it's a little bit of foreshadowing uh, because we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor. And then we'll return to a story that ties back to our earlier segment. Are we going to dig deeper into that oil well? Let's just let's shoot some fracking liquid down into the topic. Frack it. Let's go. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we're back uh, following this red thread down a very, very deep uh, and scary, uh, you know, tube shaped 
rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to keep the, the fracking and drilling puns going. Not really even puns, just the imagery. Uh, but yeah, no, this is interesting. I don't think we've ever done this before, like a fully themed kind of triumvirate. Alas, our compatriot Matthew had to hop for this last segment to, to have adventures elsewhere. But um, this really is kind of a nice bow on this whole subject that we've been talking about. Everything from, you know, every kind of every side of what this very controversial practice of fracking does. Um, and one of them, it's the kind of thing that like the oil and gas companies would like to think, would like you as the consumer, you as, you know, the average human person uh, to think is a conspiracy. But alas, um, pretty sure it's it's not. It's actually uh, very much a cold, hard fact. And we got this insider scoop uh, from a listener who asked very specifically to remain anonymous. And the email goes like this. Specifically also, by the way, asked to be uh, anonymous because this is having their identity associated with this email could have damaging effects on their career in the oil and gas industry. Um, but also did leave us their information so we could vet uh, this information, confirm that this human person is in fact who they say they are and associated with this industry and all that checked out. So I'll start. Um, I live in Midland, Texas, the heart of the oil and gas industry, and one of, if not the heaviest fracked locations in the world. Since the rise in popularity and effectiveness of hydraulic fracturing in the industry, we have begun to have minor tremors over the past decade, maybe longer, with the occasional small-scale earthquake. About three months ago, we had a 3.7, it's not large, but very feelable, magnitude earthquake that was mentioned once in our local news and then never mentioned again, as if it was some secret that accidentally slipped out. Working closely with my company president of an ONG pump company, he alluded that the epicenter of the quake was very near a field where our pumps are utilized, roughly 95 of them. These things are massive, by the way. Uh, I can't say we're responsible for the event, but it's an open secret in the industry that we, fracking as a whole, are definitely the cause of the uptick in earthquakes in Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that's about as close to an inside scoop as you can get. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much. Uh, anonymous uh, for for sharing the story and as Noel said uh, cooperating with us like vetting a little bit uh, this is legit uh, the facts about Midland are correct and want to shout out again uh, our earlier episode we had um, I believe it was called something like can people manufacture earthquakes the answer is uh, yeah kind of but not on not necessarily on purpose and not in a way that is uh targetable or useful like we don't have we don't have some kind of earthquake satellite right now what we do have is a disastrous consequence of the uh of fracking technology and just objectively man fracking is it's impressive it's an impressive idea it just we we got into it without understanding the true cost, I would say. What do you think? I would completely agree. And, and as much as like, you know, 
pharmaceuticals have to be vetted and tested and, you know, with trials and, you know, uh, control groups and all of that. It, it's mind blowing to me. I mean, I, w- I would be interested to know the, the backstory of fracking or how it was tested outside of the field. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing where you really have to kind of field test it. There's no way to simulate. Maybe there is. Um, let us know, actually, any uh, frackers out there or seismologists. Uh, but what we do know one of the states that uh, the anonymous listener mentioned was Oklahoma. And there is a pretty fantastic article in Scientific American um, by Anna uh, Kuchment that was released on September 9th of 2019. The headline, even if injection of fracking wastewater stops, quakes won't. And the reason for that is, I mean, just a little bit of fracking 101. This is really oversimplified, but essentially these drills are carried to the site in numerous heavy, you know, trucks and assembled. Uh, I think sometimes it's like 20 or 30 truckloads for one single drill um, mm. put together. And then there is a, like a, like a pilot hole that's drilled down to about a hundred feet below the deepest aquifer. Uh, and the aquifers are important because these, you know, contaminated radium contaminated water we're talking about can actually seep into the aquifer, the groundwater and all of that. Um, but that's a separate issue. Then there's like a cemented steel casing that's inserted down. And then that goes down to about a thousand feet above the underground area where like the pockets of oil and gas are trapped. And that's when they, inje- they, they do some other things, cementing and testing and make sure the pipe is, is solid in terms of like how much it'll, you know, hold if it's like, you know, uh, actually not going to leak any of this fluid. Um, and then they complete the well and then the fracking begins, which is essentially just pumping this liquid deep, deep, deep down into the earth. And it's not like magic. It's just 99.5% water and sand, 0.5% chemicals that you would typically find around your house. Nothing like super secret or proprietary, right? Acids. Exactly. Um, And that stuff's pumped in at mega high pressure uh, to the point where it starts to uh, kind of seep into these perforations in the rock and the shale, and that then frees the oil it's trapped. And then this is done repeatedly, you know, until the, the, you know, and then the water is also, there's like wastewater that goes into these wastewater wells. But here's the thing. Um, This causes fractures in Mm -hmm. deep, deep, deep ancient plates. And we remember from geology, you know, uh, or physical science, I guess, what happens when plates fracture or rub against each other? They create tremors, you know, they, 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 and, they can, and those tremors can then lead to earthquakes. And even after the rigs have been, you know, picked up and moved on, those cracks remain. Yeah. So step back a little bit. I, I think I think we often can forget just how established fracking is, because a lot of people didn't hear about it in the mainstream until several years ago. But you can trace the birth of fracking all the way back to the 1860s. And the stuff that we're talking about, hydraulic fracking, really begins in like the 1940s. This has been around for a while. Uh, There was an economic factor that made it more profitable to engage in fracking on a, a you know on a wider scale and now that the infrastructure is in place uh of course people are not going to be incentivized to stop it uh but the the permian basin is what we're talking about when we're talking about uh texas it seems like since february 19th to june 2020 
In, in that time frame, there were at least 10 quakes in the area, ranging from 2.0 to 5.0 on the Richter scale. I don't know. Have you ever been in an earthquake or a temblor? I never have, Ben. Have you? Yes. It's trippy. And uh, when it when it happened, I was in an area that was prone to these smaller quakes. So I looked like by far the most cowardly person in the room. I was having breakfast with a, a lovely uh, older family and uh, the the kids. There were elderly people. There were kids. There was like one person my age, and I was not having it. I, I didn't understand how people just like everybody just kind of braced. And held whatever they were holding, like they picked up their glasses and the table was shaking a little. And then when it was done, they put their glasses down and they went back to eating. Again, it's so weird how things can, how quickly some things can become normal. This is not normal, though. We need to point out most of those quakes that I just mentioned are coming from depths of about three miles in the ground or five kilometers. So there is something there is something like, to your point, Noel, that's messing with the surface. The industry is careful how they talk about this, uh, and you'll get some conflicting reports depending on who you ask uh, about when you ask about the degree to which fracking can affect or induce earthquakes. But to your point, seismologist and geophysicist uh, all agree that this technology plays a role here. One weird thing, uh, I found a geophysicist, Don Blakeman, from the National Earthquake Information Center, who said it's fairly common for places like West Texas to experience uh, some degree of small earthquakes. In fact, he said, you can find, like any almost any area of the U.S. can experience uh, small earthquakes. And some of them are so small that you might not notice, you know what I mean, unless you had uh, a detector of some sort, or you had technology uh, that could alert you to it. So, you know, I have massive respect for the experts who are being careful with the science and they're trying not to be hyperbolic. But man, it looks like there's a pretty solid case, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's it, you don't want to get too deep into the where there's smoke, there's fire situation. But I mean, it this again, the Scientific American article really makes a great case, you know, in terms of the science behind it, uh, the seismology. In the article, um, they actually speak to Oklahoma's chief seismologist, Jacob Walter, uh, and the article starts that Jacob Walter likes to remind people that what has transpired in Oklahoma over the past decade is unprecedented in human history. He is Oklahoma's state seismologist, and he is referring specifically to an, a, a surge of earthquakes, unprecedented in the history of the state um, since fracking was introduced. And we're talking about a significant increase in the percentage of high magnitude earthquakes that originate at these depths where this fracking activity is taking place. Uh, because uh, according to the seismologist and also a well-known hydrologist that was quoted for this article, um, this is where the connections happen between these deeper faults that are under more and more stress and they can release more and more energy from deep down that starts a chain reaction that can lead to these higher magnitude earthquakes. 
And there was actually even a study that was published in July of last year in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences that used modeling to explain how pressure from this wastewater disposal that I was talking about earlier can also trigger earthquakes. So mm. there's multiple f- elements in the in the process of fracking that can lead to this kind of stress on these deep ancient faults. Yeah, this is an important point. Here's a question for everybody. I hope it's I hope it's not too strange a question. But are we going to reach a point where we can no longer refer to some natural disasters as natural disasters? What happens when a big one hits? In in 2008, uh, some 80,000 people died or went missing in China following a 7.9 earthquake, 7.9 on the Richter scale in Sichuan. And right now, the experts believe this earthquake was triggered by a huge reservoir, 320 million tons of water just sitting over a fault line. That doesn't feel like some supervillain plan to make an earthquake, but it does feel like it, it does feel like we have to acknowledge human role, the human role in this. And and fracking, by the way, is a huge, huge industry. Uh, no one's really sure about how you can about how to continue fracking without running an ever-increasing risk of manufacturing earthquakes. You know what I mean? Like, don't frack around the San Andreas, guys. Right. Just don't do it. Well, it's also become a really divisive political issue uh, because, you know, as, like, progressive as the new administration is or as, like, you know, left-leaning politicians are in terms of, like, um, environmentalism and, uh, and, you know, increasing regulation on these types of operations or especially on things that pollute, fracking is, is almost considered like off limits because it's such a moneymaker and such a slam dunk to get the job done that it's almost like even something the left doesn't want to even touch because it would absolutely alienate so many industries and, and constituents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It can be... How oh, I said, we said it in a previous episode. It's messing with the money. One of the, with the money, yeah, yeah. One exactly. of the one of the uh, most harshly enforced unwritten laws in the United States. So we right now we don't know where this will go, uh, but there there is a, a solid case uh, that this practice is is approaching uh, you know a conspiratorial level we may be in a situation where not too many years from now leaked documents emerge that prove some of these large corporations no. were explicitly <laughs> aware yes. of the dangers of this practice and chased the profit line instead just like DuPont and Teflon just like the sugar industry just like um oh god they're there are actually too many examples, <laughs> but but what do you think? You think we'll we'll see some new stuff come to light? I, I do think that. I think it'll take a long time uh, because these are some very protected entities, you know. Uh, and and also just b- back briefly to what I was saying, Biden uh, has made a move to limit new oil leases for the time being. He imposed a 60-day suspension uh, and then this week went a step further ordering a moratorium on new oil and gas leases uh, on federal land and water areas. So he is putting in some restrictions, but his opponents, you know, a big campaign thing, a divisive item or something that was used against him was this idea that he would ban fracking. Uh, And that is clearly not going to happen. Right. For better or worse, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. The um, the potential to uh, sustain a massive energy industry is is a huge deal. And also, you know, we're talking we're we can't forget that we're talking about human beings who who have careers in this in this industry. We're talking about real people. Um, the problem is we're also talking about real earthquakes. Yeah. I mean, our listener is case in point. This is someone who uh, gets their livelihood from this type of activity, but also clearly feels a little divided on the issue, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a problem that's going to become increasingly widespread in the age of the Anthropocene, uh, which is the fancy name for humans are messing stuff up. This is what history will remember this era as. But we, of course, uh, don't want to be too dystopian about this. Uh, we know we know that there is exciting science in this field. Uh, we know that there are uh, some pretty amazing, highly impressive research initiatives into alternative forms of energy. And I, I hate that the phrase alternative forms of energy got this kind of hippie-esque miasma attached to it. Like, when when people say alternative forms of energy, they're really talking about super old technology in a new way. Stuff that existed way before we figured out this whole oil fad. You know what I mean? Boats were wind-powered, right? It's, it's not a crazy thing to say. Uh, windmills existed. Uh, people used the sun and the energy from it for various other things. So I, I, I think there's a world where we can uh, not manufacture earthquakes. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> that would <laughs> right? be I super think, great. I think we could, all, we could all get behind the idea that it would be great to not have more earthquakes. I, I don't think that's super uh, divisive. But we appreciate your time, Anonymous. Thank you for writing in. Thank you to our two earlier listeners. Uh, we massively appreciate your insight. As always, uh, we want to hear from you. So we try to make ourselves easy to find on the internet. You can hop on over to our Facebook group page. Here's where it gets crazy. Some of the best mods in the business uh, on the the officially the best uh, page on Facebook. I think that came straight from Mark Zuckerberg, but I haven't checked his text. Uh, and let us know what's on your mind. Let us know if you've experienced earthquakes you feel might be attributable to fracking. Uh, let us know if you have experience with Australia's stolen generation. And let us know if you too have encountered billboards about radioactive brine. If you don't want to hop on the internet, we have a phone number too. We do. You can call us toll free at one eight three three S T D W Y T K. Leave a message at the sound of Ben's dulcet tones. Three minutes is the time that you shall have. It is your time and your time alone. Try to make it count. Get it all in in that three minutes. Make you much more likely to be included in one of our weekly listener mail segments, like the one we just finished just now. Also, make sure to let us know uh, if, like our anonymous emailer, you'd prefer to stay anonymous, uh, or if you'd rather us not use your voice recording on the air. We prefer it. We like it. But if you want, and the story really does it for us, we can just, uh, you know, do a kind of paraphrasing. Um, but please do let us know. And if none of that quite irradiates your valley, there's one way that you can always get in contact with us. You can send us a good old-fashioned email where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.